0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Old Let's Talk About It. My name is Edward Crawley Jr. This is the King Crawley Network. Listen, before we get this conversation started, take a moment to hit that subscribe button. And make sure when you hit the subscribe button, if you enjoy the conversation, give me that thumbs up too, especially if you're new here. Um, Some of you have been here for a while, so you know what the conversations are about. But for those that are new, the channel is based on relationships, religion, and business. So every conversation will either deal with all three or at least one or two aspects of relationships, uh, religion, and business. Uh, so today I'm here to welcome back a guest that's been on a couple of times. And, you know, we've discussed some business both times he's been on, but today we're going we gonna to mix it up a little bit. Um, my guest today, he, he's a DJ, you know, he's the, the CEO, owner of, the creator of Yo Karaoke, which some of you may know about, but if you don't now, in the future, you definitely will know about Yo Karaoke. Um, He has his own social media management agency, and I'll let him speak about that as well. Um, You recently secured an office space and doing a lot of other entrepreneurial things that I may not even know about, but um, there's a phrase that I've heard that says wealth whispers. It's it's, It's a longer phrase, but that last part says wealth whispers. You know, and I like to talk to people, you know, a lot of times we have the entertainers, we look at sports figures and different ones that we look at, you know, to inspire us to go get the money. But sometimes it's the ones you don't expect. You know, you don't know who the face of Target is. You may know the name of the ones that own Walmart, but you rarely, do you know, you have a picture of them? Chick-fil-A, different corporations. So a lot of times the ones that's actually making things happen, you don't really know who they are you know the brand that they're presenting so I have another young man today uh Trey Boogie also known as DJ 321 a lot of you know him in the area um Southside North Carolina in the different areas of Virginia you should be familiar with DJ 321 if you're not you will be um DJ 321 aka Trey Boogie I'd like to welcome you back man what's
1: going on peace brother peace
0: peace peace um, and just full transparency for the people watching, and I'm, I'm saying this so that y'all to know that there has to be a level com- of commitment to anything you're doing. Um, he and I actually shot yesterday. Well, <laughs> when you watch this, it won't actually be the yesterday, but we shot the day before we're shooting right now, and we shot about an hour and a half of content, good content. And it was my fault. I hadn't used Zoom in a while, and I forgot to have it set up to record it. So, all yesterday evening, I was crushed. Like I was, I had a lot of good stuff going on, but I was like, all oh, this good content just gone. So today, I got it set up so that we can uh, record it, and, and you'll be watching this when it's time to watch it. Uh, so what's what's been going on, man? How did how did the summer treat you? You doing any traveling? How, how things been going since we last talked?
1: Uh, first, before we jump off, man, excuse the quality of the video. I'm on a six-year-old laptop, so
0: it's all good.
1: <laughs> I, it's you know, good. I, I like to use things until they, until they just die out. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: uh, but, man, uh, but, but but check it out. That's a major key in the way you operate. That's a major key. But go ahead and talk.
1: Yeah, uh, man. This summer, this summer was was a very successful Q3. Um, I you know I did a lot of events, karaoke, corporate events, uh, private events, uh, public events as well. Multiple events a day. My agency was uh, pretty stable on the you know with my other business. Uh, we secured an office space towards the end of summer, which I'm I'm in right now. Uh, I've actually I've been here all day, so just putting out fires and put planning ahead and things of that nature. So, but nah, man. Uh, Q3 in the summertime was was definitely dope, uh, very unforgettable. Uh, it's like I put in my post last week, man. We had a time this summer. So, yeah, man, it was good. Didn't do a lot of traveling, uh, but I, I'll talk about that a little bit later.
0: No doubt. No, and yeah. um, our last combo, you know, we, we were smack in the middle of the pandemic, and a lot of the ventures and things that you have as far as your karaoke and uh, some of the things that required you to actually be face to face with the people, they were shut down. So just catch us up, you know. We got some other good stuff we're gonna get to, but we're gonna catch up the business side. Like where you at with your karaoke right
1: now? Uh, man, your karaoke is getting a makeover for for twenty three. Uh, I went to trap karaoke, uh, and for those that haven't been, I encourage you to go. It's definitely an experience, and you know, also just showing that you know, hey, as we as black folks as black creators. We can coexist and, you know, encourage, you know, support one another without bashing each other. So, um, you know, I went to check out Trap Karaoke just from a research standpoint, and, and man, I I went to cancel all my karaoke gigs for the rest of the year, like just start fresh. Like that's that's how that's how dope it was. So I learned a lot just going to that event and how I want to structure my events moving forward. So Yo Karaoke is definitely getting a makeover transitioning into doing my own events, um, controlling my own schedule. I like being booking busy. It's cool when you you know doing five, six events a, a week or whatever, but at the same time, you're trading your time for money. So um, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do, but it comes a point in time where, okay, I got to make a transition because I got an entrepreneurship so that I can have control of my schedule. Now, granted, yeah, I can control and you know, pass on gigs and things of that nature. But I had a, a, a money goal I was uh, working towards as well. So that was a sacrifice that I made. So, but that sacrifice allowed me to stack my money to be able to make this transition. So um, I always had an end game in mind with when it comes to that. So the whole DJ brand, uh, DJ321, Yo Karaoke, it's all getting a makeover for 23. I'm excited about what's coming. TP Group is... a uh, Niche, we're niche down, Uh, just decided the other day, I'm going to focus on working with tech startups. Uh, So or I'm at in Durham, uh, we got Google downtown, Apple Apple getting ready to come through. They about to build a hub. We already got tech startups out here. So um, I definitely want to get into that space um, and be the the social media go to person uh, for tech companies or the go-to social media person for tech companies and and get my foot in the door that way. I had a conversation with a uh, tech company earlier today, so I'll definitely keep you afloat on what's going on with that once it's all finalized.
0: All right. I like that. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, yeah. My mic trying to cut up a little bit. Okay. (laughs) For those that are new here, I ask that you go back. I have a couple of other episodes with with DJ321, and they are strictly mostly about business. So I ask that you go back and watch some of those because we're about to transition here. Usually we talk about business, but as I said before, relationships, religion, and business. So right now, you know, we're going to kind of freestyle a little bit, but it's going to be good. Where I want to go is, as, as entrepreneurs, as Black men, um, and nothing against any other community but being heterosexual Black man. And following your dreams and then looking at the dating scene, what are the, some of the things that you are seeing, some of the challenges that you are facing, some of the misunderstandings that you may come across when having your goals, you understand an entrepreneurship, but then when trying to bring somebody along, they might not get what it is. I
1: haven't experienced that. Um, even in my last relationship, uh, we were together for three years into my entrepreneurship journey when I, when I first left 995. It's funny. Um, when I put my notice in, I, it was an email. It was one sentence. My ex was actually laying on me, like taking a nap. And uh, we were watching some movie where it was watching her and I just had my phone and I just typed up one sentence and I sent it so when she woke up I told her what happened and uh, it it didn't really change the dynamic of our relationship except it just I had more free time and flexibility and I was you know in the building stages of things so uh, yeah it really didn't it really didn't affect like Anything negative per se, but even as as I became single a few years ago, uh, I don't know, dating, dating is weird. Like, I don't want to say weird, but uh, I, I've been on a few dates, but, you know, me being an entrepreneur definitely wasn't like, you know, um, oh, I don't understand what you do or you know, oh, I don't want to mess with entrepreneurs or anything like that. Like I haven't I haven't experienced anything that would, you know, give me a crazy ass data story nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. What are some of the unrealistic expectations you might see out here? What, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing out here? that's making it hard for us to connect as we should.
1: It's funny you ask that. I literally just saw a post uh, about a guy. Uh, it's been going around for a while now. He wanted to go on a Dutch date as a first date, and somebody shared it and called the man broke if he come in this like this. And I was like, uh, it's dating, you know? <laughs> like we're not supposed. Excuse me, we're not supposed to like you know just ball out <laughs> on the first date. Like the actually a couple of dates that I've been on recently. Uh, I, I I went to the park. Hey, let's go to the park. Let's yeah. walk. Yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah. So I'm just reading through the comments, and you know, it's just there, just a viewpoint in that scenario of a guy wanting to go on a Dutch date. It's like, oh, he's broke, or um, you know, I would be leery on you know trying to date him. It's like we're just trying to get to know each other. You know, like I'm not trying to go all out in the beginning and you know because we get at the short end of the stick when it comes to data, bro let's be honest like you know women they want us to pay like for everything which you know cool if that if that's that's, you know if that's what that's what the game is so but yeah uh, other unrealistic here's the thing Mm -hmm. here's the thing
0: I don't mind paying as long as I don't feel like I'm obligated to do it because I'm a man, I'm a man without you having to obligate me to be a man. So if we're going out, if you are really getting to know me, you'll know, I got you. But if you ever position yourself or propose it as if it just got to be that way, well, no, because you're not the only prize out here, Mm. you know, you're not the only catch. You're not the only valuable thing in the picture. You know, a lot of times, and not every time, because I I come across some some motivated, hustling-ass women, but sometimes I I come into situations where all they bring into the table is that they're pretty. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to just submit everything I'm doing over and, and back up on what I'm doing, just because you're pretty now. Yeah, sometimes they shown up to be pretty, thick, and all that, but I'm supposed to just, like you said, I'm supposed to just back down off of the path that I'm on just for that. And that takes a little bit more than that. Right. A bit
1: yeah. Um, it's like you said, you know, we don't mind paying, but how? why does that define what a real man is? You know, oh, he didn't pay for the first day. He's not a real man. like. <laughs>
0: Sometimes, sometimes we do that just to see where your mentality is. Right. Sometimes it's not that we don't have the money, but we want to see how would you act if I asked you to go Dutch? Are you going to be one that trips if so? Because, okay, at some point, it's, say if we got together, we might have to go Dutch at some point. Mm-hmm. Or you, if we together, you might have to pay at some point. It just depends on what's going on in our life at the time. Right. So, yeah, I want to see at the beginning, what's your mentality about about money? Because you can't play independent on one end and and then be super dependent on the other end. (laughs) You got to make up your mind.
1: Right, right.
0: And somebody not going to like this, but somebody needs to hear this. Mm. You can't be totally independent. I got my own money. I got my own clothes, my car. Okay, cool. Well, when you go on a date, oh, now you want to be submissive. But if I ask you to be submissive, you get offended. Like,
1: Well, it's just like I've seen people say uh, women don't want to go 50-50 until it's time for the divorce. <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, it's like you said, you know, you want to see how they are with money and things of that nature. Like I said, the first the last few dates that I've been on first dates yeah, is, is I've gone to the park. You know, we sat and had a conversation. We walked and talked. We got we really got to know each other. And then it went to, uh, you know, going to a restaurant. You know, one time we did go to a restaurant first and then the second day was the park. So (laughs) but I'm glad I'm I'm fortunate enough that I've encountered women that like going to the park versus you know going to a restaurant and me spending money like they didn't really care about that but they really like going to the park walking around talking having good conversation cuz i'm a conversational conversationalist like i you know fellas ha, get your convo game on point you know learn how to be able to talk about multiple topics outside of uh relationships and marriage and sex It's bigger, <laughs> it's bigger, it's bigger than sex hold on, Way, mic. on
0: <laughs> it's bigger than sex.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, way, way bigger than sex. You know, um, like one time I, I had a first date. We sat outside about two and a half hours just talking, and she made a comment like, "I ain't never sat here and talked to somebody this long. Like you must really got my attention." So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a conversationalist. You know, I, I told you I'm. I'm I, I worked on my communication skills, so." And that's what I majored in, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, fellas, work on your, your
0: conversation game, man. And uh, some of the things that I find contribute to that: read more. That's true. You know, reading has helped. Like over the years, I've read man just so many books, and I'm thankful for that. I still read. Now I get more into the audio books because I'm moving around. But right, it's about getting information so that I can have better conversation. Mm -hmm. I can talk about more than just what was on the TV. We can actually talk about almost anything, you know, and I'm, I'm an inquisitive type. So I'd rather not talk about me so much, but I, I I'm pretty good at asking good questions to get the conversation going. Right. Okay. Before I, before I say that, how much do you think social media and, you know, entertainment plays into how we view Dane right now
1: <laughs> just had a combo with this on Instagram. My homeboy sent me a clip that Boosie said, Uh, you know, social media ruined relationships, and he went into his whole spill. Um, I, I mean, I agree to a certain extent, entertainment, social media, it definitely plays a role, but at the end of the day, it still all boils down to the individual. Like, I had a conversation uh, last week, I want to say, and it was about. Uh, I think you posted it. Women use Snapchat to cheat. I <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a fact.
0: That's so, a fact, ladies.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it all depends on the person because, you know, Snapchat has the feature where your message goes away after 24 hours unless they save it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody, they use Snapchat to cheat. So, yeah. Uh, Anytime I come across a chick,
0: hold on, i get my mic right. Anytime oh, you, I come I, across, I okay, it's getting a little feedback on my end sometimes. I say, anytime I come across a woman and she's actively on Snapchat, that's a red flag to me. Now, that doesn't mean every woman is playing around and being messy on Snapchat, but women, y'all are the ones that gave me the game about what y'all do on Snapchat. So you can't say I'm just making it up the women the stuff i know about what y'all do it comes from y'all so you can try to deny it but we know oh, how that, y'all be moving over there.
1: they will deny deflect all that shit bro <laughs> yeah we,
0: we know how y'all
1: yeah
0: I, I believe social media does shape give us a false image right. of what relationships could be because everybody is just you'll take 30 pictures to prove with one picture that you live in your best life but just yeah. the fact that you had to take 30 pictures mean that your life ain't the best. If it was the best, you would have got it right with the first picture. Little yeah. stuff like that, you got to think about like you're trying to present this perfect image, but you took you 50 pictures to get one decent image that you like. So you 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 already realize it's not perfect, but you're trying to make people believe that it's perfect. And then when people meet you in person, a lot of times that image you're presenting is not who you are in person. Right. That's why yeah. I think we, we we get mixed up. At. It's been so many people I come across and see them in person, and it's like, y'all mutes, y'all zombies. I'm like, but you had all this to say on the gram and on the book. I don't get that. Yeah, that's why I try to, like, if,
1: if I come across somebody, we just converse on social media and I meet them in person. I try not to give weird vibes or anything. I try not to do too much. Uh, so, yeah, because I mean, you just never know nowadays. People... That's how they communicate is through social media. And they don't know how else to communicate but on social media. Like, I've seen people that, you know, they'll see somebody that they've seen on Facebook in person but won't say nothing, you know. And then they'll wait until afterwards and message them like, hey, I saw you. That, like, that's weird behavior, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we follow each other and I see you in person, I- I'll say something. Or if I recognize, you know, because people be looking different in person. You know, you can't really tell off rip unless you know. Like I've had a couple people say, "Yeah, we're already Instagram." Oh yeah, what's your name? And, oh, Okay, bet. Let's take let's take one for the gram. You know, or whatever. So, but in in, in regards of like dating, yeah, it it because it, it definitely plays a role because now you have access to different people that's all over. You know, and then you got the simps out there that's you know doing what they do. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, social media definitely it, it has a role in dating entertainment. I think it all went downhill when Love and Hip Hop Atlanta first came out, and Stevie J was, you know, he he won't shit, and it just it kind of just went downhill from there.
0: <laughs> I, I tell the time they don't realize the influence that love and hip hop really had on the dating and, and the dating culture and how we Look at each other now like they re- some because sometimes I, I say it and it comes across in a joking manner when I mentioned love and hip hop and how it played into, you know, what's going on. But no, I really believe those images and how that was presented was so polarizing that some people absolutely with well, so many people absolutely fell in love with those images, not realizing all oh, that stuff is still scripted, too.
1: Very scripted. There's so.
0: really no reality TV. It's reality yeah. scripted TV.
1: Yeah. Or scripted
0: definitely. reality TV.
1: Definitely. Um, oh, man. I had I, I lost my train of thought. But it's definitely scripted. It definitely influenced you know, normalized normalizing cheating for one which is crazy to me. Um, you know, it, I think it just kind of just reinforced stereotypes. Like, we don't act like this. You know, um, and I think also because I've come across uh, I've come across women that have dealt with a lot of ain't shit dudes. And so I'm always asking, well, how do they how do they get the opportunity? How do they get access to you? You know, and these stories are pretty, pretty interesting, you know. Um, so it also makes me think like, OK. Are you going to be able How, how would you be if you met a guy like me, like I'm on my purpose, I'm on my grind, you know. Uh, I, I always thought like a guy that cheats, he got too much time on his hands, you know what I'm saying? Because hey, hey,
0: I'd be, be telling chicks, you know, like, I really, even when I want to be out here cutting up, I really don't have time, yeah. I'd be wanting to cut up some time and, and slide in and out, but. I'm really busy. I yeah. really have a goal. I really own my purpose. And I ain't going to say I don't never do what I got to do. But like you said, if I was in a relationship, there would be no time to cheat because I'm really purposed. Go ahead. You can yeah. talk. You When you
1: on your purpose, that that's business, that's friendship, relationship, family like that. You know, that really plays a huge, a huge role slash factor into how a man carries himself. So uh, I'm just speaking for me when I say, you know, I'm 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 on my purpose. So I'm not going to focus on going to you know sliding somebody DM, you know, if I'm in a old relationship or whatever. So because when I'm with somebody, I feel like that's when I'm at my best. You know, but things are going to get done regardless if you know I'm with somebody or not. But I just know how I am when I am with one individual, you know, and we rocking, we traveling, we having fun, I'm, I'm doing growing my business, you know, uh, social life is going great, relationship going great, so, yeah. I don't know, I
0: don't. being single for almost two years, it makes me kind of scared to get in a relationship just seeing me being single, knowing how people in relationships move. And how easy they step out sometimes, like, I can't be specific, but along with social media, I I think it makes that gateway, it makes it easy to cross that line. As before, it would have to be done differently. It it just makes it so easy for people that want to step out and and get a little piece or do whatever they, however they justify it. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, it's like, if it's like that with so many and I'm able to observe that while I'm single, y'all make me scared to get in a relationship because I've been the single guy that y'all. Some of y'all have moved like that with. I ain't about to, and nah, we're not doing.
1: Oh, that. so so you're you're you kind of self inflicted your <laughs> your fear, huh?
0: Yeah. And I know my karma. If I get back, it's like you reap what you sow. It's like I don't know. I, I you I face wanna, the, hey,
1: bro. You gotta face that to music, it.
0: though, man. Hey, no, we always,
1: man. We always we talk about accountability. You gotta face the music, bro. That, I that, don't. That, wa- no. That, that, that mm. hold on. That comes with that comes with you know trying to do better. You can't avoid it. It's, it's inevitable.
0: That's one reason I'm scared too. Getting in a relationship because it's like. If you reap what you sow, I, I can't have nobody doing me like I I've done some things, man. That's huge.
1: You, got, you hey. gotta pay. Hey, you, you can't <laughs> avoid it, bro. We talking about we we talked about being a real man earlier. Come on, man. This this is what this is what it's all about.
0: Yeah, I, and the goal is to be in a relationship at one point. You at some point, you know, i I ain't gonna be out here. We're not getting no younger. I'm 43. Mm -hmm. I definitely I'm definitely not in my player stage. I'm not running around trying to smash everything, but I'm still keeping my options open, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm moving into different spaces now and I can't just sacrifice that and just give that up or give it to anybody. Some things are really falling in place like I need them to. And I can't be distracted just because you got some good coochie. That's true. That's true. Now, about 10, 15 years ago, Coochie would have got me. You might have got me with that, but yeah, wiser, can, wiser now. I can, I can,
1: I can always say like even younger when I was fresh out of college. Like I was never really out there like that. I was even selective with who I dealt with on, on that level. Um, and so, even like even now, coming out of a relationship, I told my therapist that i just need 90 days to just you know heal from my situation because after the breakup mind you covid hit and we still had a whole apartment together so we took we living together during the pandemic from march 2020 when we shut down actually before him because we broke up four days before christmas Well, she broke up with me four days for christmas so december into 2020 So we are already four months in. Pandemic hit. I'm like... Hey, (laughs) hey, hey. I know
0: we broke up, but we in here together. Just do it for the pandemic. Do it for the pan. It it, it it was
1: was honestly, it was a very easy conversation because we were friends prior to becoming boyfriend-girlfriend. So it wasn't as... Bad. Like in the beginning when the breakup first happened, yeah, because I was pissed, you know what I'm saying? Like I was super pissed. So after the first few weeks was, was pretty rough. Then, you know, we had a conversation. We sat down, we, we put everything out there on the table. I was able to express how I felt. And and that's one of the things that I can say my last relationship, even though some things did happen, I can honestly say the good thing about it was we did have good communication with one another whenever we, you know, you need to have a talk. So living, living with your ex during a pandemic was definitely a time where it was just like, you just trying to navigate through it the best way you can. And so when she uh, moved out uh, a year and a half ago, I told my therapist, like, I just, need, I just need to heal, you know? Cause it was hard trying to heal from a breakup when you're still living with that individual. So I just needed to heal. And that's when you saw me taking all those trips, you know, going to Calgary. Okay. Because uh, you was moving was, around, man. I was moving because yeah, was moving. Um, I just I just needed to get out. You know what I'm saying? Traveling was a great remedy for that. Um, you know, traveling, going to therapy. My therapist thought I was running away from something because I was really traveling solo to a lot of these places. But it wasn't just that, it's just people work. <laughs> <laughs> they work they got pto they they trying to save and right, you know, right. so I, I just i just get up and go um so yeah going to therapy really helped traveling really helped so but i, I always encourage uh, my brother's man go out there and, and find a therapist um because we definitely gotta we gotta heal from past traumas and learn, learn to let things go in order to move forward and that's how ultimately what shapes us into the men that we become so
0: I heard you say you go to you go to therapy and even though it's more openly conversed about nowadays, I think some still have a stigma about therapy, not realizing that your friends are your friends, but certain things may be too much for them. Mm-hmm. That you may need to talk to someone that's trained to handle these, this set of emotions or these types of conversations, because believe it or not, your friends are probably dealing with something too. And because of the love they have for you, they make time to listen and take on that burden. But there are actually people trained to do this stuff. So Mm -hmm. tell me what, what led you to, to therapy and and what benefits, what what are you seeing from that? Uh,
1: My ex, she found, she found a therapist. She started going, I think she might have went to like one or two sessions and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go in. I'm going to sit in on a session. And then it just started from there. I even asked my therapist last last month. I was like, were you surprised that I came to see you? She was like, yeah, because men typically don't come voluntarily. You know, uh, they're usually forced. Like for you to just willingly come like <laughs> it was different. So but um. Yeah, we started going together and uh, um, then we shoot, we broke up twice. She broke up with me twice in nineteen. So the final time, uh you know, it was uh before Christmas. So I, I didn't go during the pandemic. So I uh, but she cause she was virtual and I wasn't trying to really do the virtual thing. So I think I started started seeing her virtually as we were coming out of the pandemic uh, over a year ago. And then she was going back in person. So, but the benefits, uh, I have a black woman that's a therapist. So, um, I don't, we don't always see eye to eye, like, but we don't go in and like, start poking heads, you know, or anything, so, cause she's married. So of course, I'm gonna take heed to what she says, you know, she's been married for, you know, over two decades. So of course, she knows some things. She's very upfront and honest. Uh, you know, tells it like it is. You know, we have uncomfortable conversations, which you gotta have, you know, when when you're on this journey of self improvement, you gotta have those uncomfortable conversations. You gotta do things that make you feel uncomfortable. You gotta face things like I was telling you earlier, you gotta face things that you don't want to, you ain't trying to, but you gotta do it.
0: <laughs> That's really <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
1: you, um, but yeah, I, I mean, going to therapy is definitely. I still go. I, I went yesterday. I still see her. Uh, it went from once a month to uh, twice a month so as my income grew. I started going to see her more. So, okay. Or, uh, yeah.
0: So what what benefits are you seeing from that? How has it helped you?
1: I'm good mentally, bro. I, I'm able to go in and express like just get just unpack everything that I'm feeling, you know, and it's not that I'm always going through some things mentally or, you know, I'm just struggling with a lot of things. Cause at this point now, like she don't even take notes. Like we just had a conversation, you know, um, and I just get her advice on, you know, certain things. Like yesterday we talked about kids, you know, that I, I definitely want to be a family man, you know? And, um, so we just started talking about that with what I desire, how, you know, how many kids I want schooling and things of that nature, So it's just, at this point, it's just good conversation. Also, to make sure I'm not toxic as fuck. (laughs) You know, black men, you know, we had that that stigma that, you know, we ain't shit, we toxic, we this, we that. You know what I'm saying? I got got one girl.
0: I'm saved in her phone as toxic friend. To this day, I'm toxic friend. She loved me to death. I I got love for her. Love of the devil. But I'm toxic friend. I'm not sure why she say that, but that's what she labeled me as.
1: I don't know, man. You might need to go see a therapist,
0: too. <laughs> I need to see another. I've done some, but sometimes it's not the right fit. And I'm, I'm saying that so somebody else can get a benefit. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, yeah, I went to that and it wasn't for me. Not realizing that your first therapist, yeah, you might connect with the right one, but you might have to get another one. You might say, OK, that doesn't really fit me. It's other ones out there. So don't just stop at one. Find the one that fits what you do and what you need, you know. Now, now, was the therapist you first connected with the one you stay with to this day or? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I say, sometimes that happens, but I've even heard people say like, you know, the first one that really wasn't a connection. We really, it really wasn't the right fit. And they had to go through a couple until they found the right one that they really could get some benefit from.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just a testament to like, I guess, uh, luck. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know. I I went in with an open mind. I went in and uh, I ain't going to lie to you the first session that we sat that I sat in. You know, I I, I kind of didn't like it at first, but I'm the type of person to see it all the way through. So and that's what happened. So, yeah, I still go to her. Uh <laughs> We, we have really good conversations, man. Like, just being able to go in and just express yourself. Um, it's made me a better communicator. Because, you know, sometimes they say, us Black men, we suck at communicating. So I'm able to verbalize what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. Um, but I've never really had, like, a, a breakdown, like, like, oh, my God, I got to come see you, you know, <laughs> type thing, which I'm grateful for because... You know, my main thing is, you know, being financially fit, mentally fit and, and spiritually fit. You know, that's, that's, that's my, that's my goal and my purpose.
0: So okay. <laughs> being that you are an entrep- entrepreneur, would you prefer a woman that's also an entrepreneur or a uh, regular working woman? Or had you considered that?
1: Don't really, no, I don't really have a preference, um, my thing is i just want i i just want to goal oriented ambitious woman. like that's actually part of my like my first non-negotiable because uh, when I've, i and that's another thing about therapy like it introduced me to non-negotiables which i had no idea existed so the very first non-negotiable on my list is she has to be ambitious because I'm not a person that's content. I'm always thinking, what's next? You know, if I start something, I get to a certain level, I keep it stable. I'm always thinking, OK, where do I pivot or what's the next level look like? So I just I just want somebody that's ambitious. Like she could work a nine to five. She could have her own business. She could have a nine to five and a side hustle. Um, either way, I'm going to be a, the supportive man that you know, she needs. So, um we talked about gender roles one time and I was like, well, I don't know, you know, cuz everything's on auto pay on my end. Like I don't I don't worry about bills. <laughs> so, if a woman comes into play, it's kind of like uh Can she pay a like bill? I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, we, we hey, hey, hey. Let me what jump in.
0: Yeah. Some of us pay our own bills. Um, some of us don't have to move in with you and, and sleep on your couch and borrow gas money and play, you know, the PlayStation all day and you pretty much be another son. Some of us can help pay your bills. You know, it, it's still some solid dudes out here that's working and, and really purposed and going after it. I know you've experienced some of the bums and, you know, a lot of hobo but don't forget, it's still some men out here that are doing men shit, all right? <laughs> Me per, And I know you were too. I say that because, thankfully, I was raised by a man. You know, a lot a lot, of single mothers, single parents out here nowadays, and yes. I understand that dynamic. Uh, but thankfully, I was raised with my father. So a lot of times... I come across situations where having that in my background and seeing that dynamic, but dating people that might not have ever necessarily seen that dynamic. They don't always understand that sometimes when I'm speaking, the way I'm speaking is because that's how I've seen men speak. That's how I've seen men operate. It's like, it's not negative, but that's, I learned it from a man. I didn't learn it from TV, I didn't learn it from a magazine. I learned okay. it I did on the job training. I learned in person.
1: Right. You know. Yeah.
0: So, okay. Do because I know you have, you know, both in your your background. Do you ever cr- come across any conflict when dating people that may not have the best relationships with their parents.
1: Haven't experienced that.
0: Man, I have.
1: Yeah, nah, now nah, I haven't haven't really. Yeah. Um I, I've never I don't have too many girlfriends. So but in in just overall dealing with women, I, I never ha- I never came across Or dated somebody that, you know, they had a tumultuous relationship with their mom or, you know, their dad or whatever, so to speak. Um,
0: Well, that's good. good. Because I have. And I actually heard a preacher, a pastor, say this years ago. I think I said on another podcast, Pastor R.A. Vernon. He said that if you want to learn a lot about the woman you're dating, look at her mother. Mm -hmm. And... With the exception of some, I've found it to be very, very true. And Mm -hmm. this might upset some of y'all, but if your mama was wild and reckless, sometimes unconsciously, you become wild and reckless. Mm -hmm. If your mama was an alcoholic, a lot of times, if she was a whatever, you know, and unfortunately, the father may not have been in the picture, so he's wrong, too. But both of those things affect people. And then they go out into the dating world with expectations that they're not even used to. Mm-hmm. So they say they're looking for one thing, but you don't know what that one thing looks like. So when you get that one thing that is that thing, you think it's wrong. Somebody understood that. <laughs> on the list for today is Crawley Family Center. The Crawley Family Center. Um, they, they run a daycare. And it's expanding. Uh, it's, and that I know them as well. That's my brother, my sister-in-law. She's the the head of that business. And she's been providing childcare and services for I don't want to give the amount of years, but I say a good 15, 20 years. She's been in that field. And over the years, they've expanded into from her working, you know, for other businesses and other corporations to have in their own business and it has grown over the years and, and they've expanded. And now I know in their home now, they just remodeled a space to accom- accommodate even more, you know, um, children and have it actually set up as a daycare. Their email address is place to dwell at gmail.com. And the business phone number is seven five seven five three seven eight two six nine they're based in the suffolk virginia area so as i said some will be local businesses some will be more spread abroad but they're based in the 757 in virginia if you need services the contact information will be in the description yeah 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 I'm at the, yeah, yeah okay so you say the goal is to get married uh Random question. Would you do a prenup? Because you already started, you already building it up. You know, I don't know your financials, but I know you, you moving. Unless you run into somebody moving like you, they not going to have the, they not going to be set up like you. Is that something you thought about? Nah. Is that some Okay. So it's not something you would do.
1: I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just I'm just trying to get to the I'm trying to get past the boyfriend level. Let me <laughs> let me get, let me get out the boyfriend. I've been I've been friend zone boyfriend. Uh, I'm, I've am i been trying to get out of both and it's, it's been unsuccessful. So
0: hey, hey, I told <laughs> y'all I think after the pandemic, the friend zone there, yo. Everybody would- else try to friend zone me. I wish, man. I'm I'm too chocolatey. I'm too good for that. I'm out here working. I'm getting it. I'm doing my thing. We're not doing that. I don't need no more buddies. (laughs) I don't need no more buddies. (laughs) You know, like Cam said, is you cutting or what? I ain't going to say it like you said. (laughs) But not necessarily a sexual thing. But if I'm interacting with you to that level, I'm not interacting with you to be your buddy. I'm trying to see where this is going to go. Right. So stop placing us because you'll place us in the friend zone and complain about the Negro that's doing you wrong when I'm the one that treats you right. But I'm your, you like a brother. No, I ain't. I got one. Yeah.
1: Now, you know what? um, You know, my, my dealings with the friend zone is I I never forget somebody. Uh, I forgot who I was watching on YouTube. She that she was like, if she wanted to, she would. I was like, that's true. She asked, she, I, I maybe I'm not her type. Cool, you know, I get it. But then
0: but when I, was I was. see who they type is, I'd be like, I'm glad you didn't give me none of that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead,
1: go ahead. <laughs> nah, exactly. That's real. That's real. You know, cause it's like, you know, hey, my therapist even told me it's like, look, you you you're a certain caliber of individual, you're a certain caliber of man. Like All
0: right, keep going. But you were saying you're a different caliber and what you have to consider, you know, you have to be mindful of how you're moving. Uh
1: no, because I feel like I shouldn't have to be mindful, you know, because I I'm not out here being moving fucked up, you know. I'm 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 an honest businessman. I'm an honest man outside of business and my personal my personal life. You know, that's like that's what I've I've built things on is, is being honest. You know, I've I've never scammed anybody. Uh, I'm easily accessible, especially when it comes to my clients. Um, you know, uh, text, call, email, social media. You know, like I'm not running from anybody. I don't have to run from anybody. So I just, I just, I move different from the average black man that's out here. So, but I, I do that because I want to inspire the next the next generation of black men or black leaders, black entrepreneurs, you know, to show them that, you know, hey, that we, can, we can move this way and it'd be cool. Kind of like how we always say being being smart is cool because you know we growing up being the, the tough guy, ignorant or whatever in school getting bad grades and yeah that's cool. Nah, it really wasn't, you know. <laughs> For
0: one, nerd, nerds run the world. I tell anybody. I was just that telling is. the chick not long ago. I said I'm nothing but a cool nerd. I said I'm the I'm the, I'm the preacher son. I, I don't never try to act like I'm anything but who I am. Now, right. if somebody see me say he think he just no I'm telling you I'm the preacher's son and I'm a cool I'm a cool ass nerd, mm-hmm. how about that? Yeah, and I'm I, and I, I just so happen to be able to affiliate with all kinds of people.
1: Yeah, I'm am a chill nerd because yeah. I I watch documentaries, I read books, you know I read his historical stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a conversation about mm-hmm. just about anything, especially in regards to money. You know, uh, I just watched a documentary, uh, what was it on? Netflix. I watched a couple of documentaries on Netflix. You know, like Greed, Dirt, Dirty Money. Uh that's a good, that's a good series. I need that. to check it out. Yeah, it talks, it talks about all the corrupt shit in business that 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 happened. Uh there was a documentary on Tubi uh that I looked at. I can't remember what it was. Um yeah, but I I just watched
0: documentaries on a lot of th- different things. I'm, this is, a whole, I'm trying to think of this older documentary I saw. It's like I said, I don't watch so many myself. I haven't watched anything really, really recently. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Everything is a. I'm trying to look it up real quick to see if they even still got it on. Yeah, it was a documentary. You might have seen it before. It's older it's called Everything is a Rich Man's Trick. Okay. And it pretty much documents it's a certain time frame. I want to say from JFK up until maybe the first George Bush. And it just shows some uh it shows some angles about our government mm-hmm. and footage that you might not be aware of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Black Black Panther documentaries. Uh the documentary Bloods and Crips on how they got started, how they were pretty much against, you know, they were created to protect black people from police brutality. I don't know where we went wrong with that one. <laughs> so, the, the yeah. Propaganda. Yeah. So, our, government,
0: our government has been perfect in presenting us propaganda to the point that they almost don't have to do the job anymore. We do it for them.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, yeah. We'll, it's just like We'll kill each other before they have to.
1: So yeah, it's just it's just things like that, you know. Like that's the type of individual I am. Like reading books, you know. Um, now I'm, I'm shifting from entrepreneurship, business to like nonfiction, you know, historical nonfiction, uh, African uh, fiction tales, but based on, you know, uh, actual history. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. It's important for us. Question I'm going to include a little religion in here too. Are you, are you religious? Do you follow a particular religion? Yeah, I don't either. Um, do you find difficulty? Like I said, I'm going to blend it all in. Is that ever an issue when it comes to dating? Because I know I've had them. I could tell some of my story. It was, it was an issue in my
1: last relationship, but dating now, like, nah because I've come across women that's kind of like the same, you know, they don't follow a religion or if they do, you know, they're not, they're not harping on, I want a man to do, go to church with me seven days a week or whatever the case may be. Uh, So it's a little bit different. I did used to think that, you know, that would be an issue with me moving forward because I'm not a traditional religious person, so to speak, you know, like my, uh morals kind of aligned with a christian man in a sense but i i I just don't you know i don't pray to a white jesus
0: absolutely Absolutely. i used to be i used to be fearful early on like i don't care now i make sure they know it now but Mm. i Three things I, I ask now as do you want to get married again if you've never been married? Do you want to get married? Because I know I, how I feel about traditional marriage. Do you want more kids at 43? My baby, my youngest is 12. My oldest is 24. I don't <laughs> want any more kids. And I let them know I don't follow any kind of religion. Um, and I leave it up to them to decide if they want to move forward. But here's some of the issues I found. I'm I'm pretty active. I have my, you know, my YouTube channel, active on social media. So if you've paid attention, you know that I don't follow a religion. So I'll get involved with someone that may still follow a particular religion, Christianity, them knowing I don't follow one. So then at some point it comes a conflict because all of a sudden they get amnesia after they didn't gave me head, shoulders, knees and toes. God, we. <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm the, I'm the bad guy. Cause I don't, I don't want to go to Sunday school with them. Like, but you knew this from the start, or maybe you thought I was playing.
1: It's different because, you know, that's, that's been a staple in the black community for centuries, you know, but now there's a, there's a generation of individuals that's kind of, you know, breaking away from that. So like I said, I've come across quite a few women that, don't follow it. Like they're, they're not waiting on God to send them a man or anything like that. But I've learned to come to a point where um, I mean, I respect it. So I'll compromise. If I get with somebody and they go to church, they'll ask, Yeah, I'll go. I told my therapist this. She's trying to get me to come back over there. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. But <laughs> and
0: see, I, I couldn't have a therapist. And I respect, I mean, none of yeah. this is what you're doing. I couldn't have one that tried to get me to do that because that would be counterproductive to where I'm going. You're taking you're taking me back to a place that mentally I can't even go. I've had times where I'm like, maybe maybe I should just go back, but because I know so much,
1: yeah, it would, yeah. It would
0: make it would make me a hypocrite, <laughs> yes. to go back and try to serve in there because I just know too much now.
1: Yeah, that's the you know I think the last time I went, they were the, the pastor did a whole like the whole month of January he did a sermon on tithing, and you know. God, we, we all like if you've done any type of like you looked into tithing or looked into the history of religion so you know what tithing really is so as he's just conversing I'm just like yeah this going to be my last <laughs> so but it was a couple of other things that you know led to that decision but I was I was like that you know uh, coming out of college so where like like you I was kind of quiet about it because there wasn't a lot of people out here that thought the same way or looked at certain things. You know, the story of Horus, the sun god, and how ridiculously close his story his story is to Jesus' story is like, well, wait a minute, hold on. But the crazy part <laughs> is,
0: <laughs> it's at least twelve other stories, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that mirror Jesus's story that yeah, happened exactly. before Jesus. This is a fact, y'all. Yeah, (laughs) Jesus' story that y'all believe is twelve. At least twelve other stories that are documented that happened before the story of Jesus.
1: Yeah,
0: that are some of them exactly like his story. Some of them little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. may be a little different, but
1: yeah, but we're not making this up. Like I said, I you know if you if that's your thing, I respect it. You know. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Um, I don't know if you watched a uh, docu series called "The Story of God" Morgan Freeman, uh, who's an atheist by the way, which is very. That's interesting. the point. I, that's the point I wanted to make when you said that I was going to say
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah. people know Morgan Freeman is an atheist. <laughs> he's atheist, documented yeah. on video. He's an atheist.
1: <laughs> but it's funny he's cause he played God and Bruce Almighty. Uh, <laughs> Story of God, the docu series on uh, uh, what was it the uh, History Channel, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. In the very first episode, he talked about uh, the mark of the beast, 666, 666, 666, 666.
0: 666. 666
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've always associated that with the devil. Uh, but that's, that's not even the case. You know, in the book of Revelation, you know, it's, it's been used to this day. We're in the last days. But they were writing about a Roman emperor named Nero. 666 six, six, back then was tied to letters and you can go watch this episode they they go through the whole process and match the names up with, match the letters with the, the numbers and the book of revelations when they were talking about we're in these last days they were talking about Nero because he was persecuting Christians
0: even with that, yeah. with that interpretation of it also you have the 6 electrons, 6 protons, 6 neutrons that's who yeah. Which creates this beautiful dog skin that yeah. you see. The melanin. So on, on that end, they took who we were and tried to make it evil. Six, six, six. They make it an evil number
1: mm-hmm. when it's the
0: number that represents what makes our skin tone, our skin, this tone.
1: Right.
0: And so many. I'm thankful that, you know, I, I kind of started on my my non-religious journey of knowledge back in 2013 Okay. And at the beginning, I was called all kind of names. He crazy, blah blah blah. And now, 2022, some of the same people that called me crazy now they got all kind of crystals and you know, <laughs> nah, that's witchcraft. You know what I'm saying? They worshiping the energy in the universe. All the stuff I used to talk about when I was crazy. Now y'all doing it? Come on, man. But that's why I'm even more confident in my stance because. Sometimes you can be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. People just got to catch up. That's okay. Yeah,
1: man. Catch up. Hey, bro, I got time for one more question.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to put a button on it. We talked a little bit about business, religion, and relationships. I just want you to give us, you know, a couple of thoughts, something to encourage the people, you know, something they could take with them, and then we're going we're gonna to shut it down.
1: Uh, Brothers, man, stay on your purpose. Stay on your grind. All, you know, everything that you've heard Kevin Samuels uh, talk about, uh, it's definitely definitely true. Like, you know, I, I, I listen to his message. I, I get his message because I started the pers- the self-development journey during the pandemic, you know, and it has done wonders for me as a man to even get to this point. So I'm not talking all the extra theatrics that he went viral for. I'm talking about the stuff that he was saying to men. Uh, You know, like I said, stay on your purpose. You know, figure out what that purpose is and then work towards making it happen because when you have a purpose outside of just making money, like Eric Thomas said, your why is going to keep you going. And just be patient, you know. um, I've been patient with my business. I've been patient now just with dating, I have you know goals as a as a man. I want to create my family. I want to I want to be with a black woman and create a a black family. I want to strengthen the black family unit. So it's not just me wanting to get married, have kids. Nah, it's me wanting to strengthen the black family structure that you know once was before I don't before things went left. So yeah, man, just stay on your purpose. Stay patient, stay positive and, you know, just just move correctly and man, you'll, you'll see a change. Take care of yourself, stay healthy, eat right, you know what I'm saying? Go, go to the gym, do a home workout, invest in dumbbells or whatever, but just make sure you are taking care of yourself.
0: Okay. 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 I love it, man. Listen, that that was, that was beautiful, man, and for those tuning in, make sure You know, you hit that subscribe button. This is good conversations that Black men, you know, we need to have types of conversations like this in the open. A lot of times we have them behind the scenes, but you need to know how we're processing some thoughts and where we're going and that all of us are not out here just running them up, you know. There are men out here that are purpose, that have goals, that want to see the Black family and the Black community thrive, you know. So I want to thank you again, um, Trey Boogie, DJ (laughs) 321. I appreciate you coming on once again. And of course, we're going to get you back up here. And I ain't going to hold you much longer, man. Y'all make sure y'all hit the subscribe button. And oh, The Smell of Victory is coming back. TSOV is back.